Okay, so we are uh, in Chelet Dalad, base, talking about the two types of Torah learning that there is, and uh, as the as the Ramchal told us that there are the learning of Torah divides up into two parts: the reading of the words of the scripture which he tells us divides up into Torah, Nevim, and Ksuvim right? so there's the uh, the Torah is obviously the highest and then afterwards comes the Nevim and the Ksuvim and uh, there the Kedusha is in the words themselves the words themselves have a Segula and Reading the words is brings down a uh, a very high level of shefa, um, which is unique to Talmud Torah. The second type of learning of Torah, and again, sometimes these two we'll see be happening simultaneously. The second type is the haskal, the understanding of the Torah. So, uh, and that. Um, also brings down that the, uh, those uh, lofty ashpaws, um, and that we spoke about last time. That's because a person connects to uh, with the first one with the reading of the words, the higayon, as the Ramchal refers to it, the reading, the pronouncing of the of the holy words. Right. So there is the pronouncing of it. You connect literally to the letters themselves. To the letters, right? And you don't understand what the letters are. Just you, you, you know how to pronounce the letters. That itself does something. Okay. Whereas the haskala is all the related uh, understanding that lies beyond it. Uh, so the we'll talk about the the various madrigas of that. I remember if we said last time, but in terms of the, the understanding and the speaking, speaking Torah in English, as I guess we're, we're doing both, but I know there's got to be some shefa or connection that, that's occurring with that. It's the second type. It's the skala. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, it's the full strength of that? Or is it like a... a depends how much you understand. That. That's what he's about to tell us. That depends how, you, how much you understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's, there's, lev- there's levels and levels to understanding. So it's not like if somebody reads in, in Hebrew and tries to understand it in Hebrew, that's not going to be like a higher level of reading in English and understanding it. Let's say a person understands it better in English. That would be a... a so the understand, he would be gaining... The second type, mm-hmm. the understanding part, he would be gaining, right? But uh, the first one, he would not be getting. I mean, the first one is only the reading the actual words of the Torah. Mm-hmm. The Higayon the is reading the Torah Shebuksav, right? Torah, uh, whereas the Haskalah, the understanding that... You get there however you want, but you know it's important to mention right, that uh, without being able to connect these ideas to the words, the haskala tends to be pretty shallow. I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's not rooted. At the end of the day, 
you know, no matter how lofty of the things you're thinking, whatever it is, right, mm-hmm. it needs to be rooted in the in the words and the letters of the Torah, right, mm-hmm. and all the you know, all the Midrashim and all the Mepharshim and everything, they all are coming from there, right? So, you can get some sort of an understanding uh, to the Psukim that you're, you know, someone's telling you, someone translating for you the Psukim, that's already, you're getting something, but you're not, you can't really dig in, you can't really understand where is it coming from? Where is this pure? Who? How do I understand that this is happening? Right. So, that's so that so that's of course why would be le- le- less of a either I don't know if we want to describe a connection or less of a chef um, or stuff that's coming down to us if we're if, if one is doing it in that shallow way. So that's what he's saying. The the, the haskala is going to divide up into many many. Uh, layers, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be there is the just simply understanding the simple translation of the words. There is um, understanding, you know, kind of some of the meaning, the simple meaning. There's understanding the the drush, understanding the drush much deeper, right? So, so there, are, there are levels to understanding. So you know, whatever level, I mean, theoretically, you could have somebody who can using, let's say, an English translation can have more of a scholar than someone else right, um, that's what floundering around with the, with the Hebrew. Right. On okay. the other hand, um, you know, probably in the long term, someone who's working on the Hebrew is going out, to out, outstrip him because, you know, the, the, con- the, the depth of understanding really is un- uncomparable if you okay. are working with the original text. Okay. Um... So again, so the um, now uh, a a point to understand is when it comes to um, the reading of the words. Chazal uh, have a have a drosha diglu elai ava that that uh, even if the even if they, instead of reading the Ahavta, as Hashem, the Avata, right? Hashem, your God hates you. Avata Hashem, Hashem, your God hates you. Uh, still, Hashem says, Diglai Ava, you, 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 uh, you heap onto me love, and it counts as Talmud Torah. Right? And the reason is because you're reading. The psuk, you're reading a pasuk. So even if you're misreading the pasuk, but you get a lot of those letters, you get a lot of those words, right? So that also is a mitzvah of last of the Divrei Torah, yeah, to be involved in Divrei Torah. Um, whereas by Haskalah, that's not the case. Yeah, Haskalah, you have to have some correct level of understanding. If if the guy is just literally totally making stuff up, right? No connection at all to the to the pasuk, right? So now the Ramchal says, yeah, but he still gets at least the higayon. He still at least he's reading the pesukim. Now in his mind, he's making a 
uh, a cholent and a salad and whatever else you want to say, right? This is already where towards the end of Oz base and me and beginning of Oz gimel. Um, but uh, he's still gonna get he's still gonna get the higayon. He's still gonna get the reading of the psukim. Yeah. Whereas, but but what if he's not reading psukim, right? Let's say he's he picks up a a derech Hashem, right? And every word he reads, he he, he misunderstands. Right, so uh, even let's say the Hebrew, he picks up a derech Hashem in Hebrew. He has no, he's like mistranslating the words. He doesn't know what's what's fine, right? So it's not the derech Hashem. It's not Tanakh. There's no mitzvah of higayon with it. There's no mitzvah. Right? You don't fulfill you, uttering those letters. It doesn't activate the special, you know, the tzirufe shemus hakadoshim. It's not tied to the holy names of God. They're imbued into the. Tanakh. So I would have thought that. Well, it's just Hebrew, right? It's, it's just Hebrew. Hebrew. Just regular. He could have written it in French. I obviously it's it's, it's going to be a little bit better in Hebrew because he can better quote psukim. He can be medayik, etc. That type of stuff, right? I thought it added a level of authenticity or something. Yeah, sure, it does that. It's a nice, it's a good, good, very good thing. That's why almost every good sefer will be written in Hebrew and not in some other language. But nonetheless, uh, th- there's no intrinsic kedusha to the words. There's only kedusha to the haskal, to the concepts that lie beyond the words. Now, these concepts have layers and layers and layers. So, you may not understand the full depth. You just understand kind of on a, on a simplistic level, you know, like, like the way the Ravari Kaplan translated the, uh, you know, the Derech Hashem. He kind of like made it more simple so that the average person should be able to understand. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. But, um, but if a person is not understanding anything at all, so then he would come out karech mikanu mikan, come out bold from this side and that side. So it means if he was, if he was at least just reading Tanakh, he'd be getting the higayon. If he was um, trying to understand something, but but it's simple and he was understanding it, so he gets that. But if he's trying to understand something, right? Uh, you, know, you pick up a. Uh, Pick up a Kabbalah book, right? You know, and start, you know, reading those words. And you have no clue what's flying, right? So that's nothing. Right? That's uh, no level of understanding, and it's not Tanakh. So there's no Higayon. So there's, there's, there's no Torah being learned. When the person asks a rabbi after the fact, they tried reading it on their own to get zero understanding. Then they end up asking a rabbi to get some clarity on it. Does that retroactively elevate that that understanding, or is it like a different? Is that, is that still considered like understanding that if they're asking a rabbi rather than reading it themselves? It'll be the, I mean, it'll be whatever level of understanding they gain. So sometimes a person's own efforts for a while, right, uh, help that when he'll hear the the real answer afterwards, the whole understanding of it will be enriched through his mistake, as opposed to if he just asked the rabbi right away. So then to whatever level he understands it better now than he would have otherwise, so he got that better level of understanding but uh, so theoretically he came away with the same exact depth of understanding then uh, it was not it was not uh, now again he might have been learning Hebrew in the meantime right so the Rambam writes that there is a Ktsas Mitzvah to learn Hebrew right? we have a coupon over there right so you read uh, the Hebrew newspaper right so it's a good thing because you're 
picking up some Hebrew, and then later on it'll help you in your Talmud Torah, right? Or maybe he understands, he learned a lesson in life that maybe he shouldn't do that anymore. I mean, it could be valuable lessons to be learned, but as far as the Talmud Torah Shabbat, that is, oh, there's two ways to get that. One is Higayon, the pronouncing of the holy letters and words of the Tanakh, Hebrew Tanakh. And then the other one is Haskala, understanding of the concepts that lie beyond the words, which can range from very simple, superficial level of understanding all the way down to the deepest secrets of Kabbalah, which he talked about in Chelakal Perak Dalid, where he said that that's like the highest level of Haskala, right? Um, but you actually have to understand it, which um, very few people do. Means you just understand the analogies, but you don't actually understand what it's telling you about Hashem and His Hanhagas with the world, then you don't really have anything. So you actually have to really understand, according to the Ramchal, it's a pretty high bar in Kabbalah specifically to to get Haskalah. So even if, like, let's say you don't understand something, like you're learning, and, like you're like, you know, bringing the teeth over it and still like, you know, months go by or whatever, you're still, you're still getting that, even though you don't understand You, you, you don't understand a single thing. Right. So Nothing. That, I, I mean, I guess maybe you're chipping away slowly. I, I guess. I let's, let's say still you don't understand anything. Right. So what, where would that lie? You know? And then at the end of the day, you have to ask your rabbi because you don't, you don't get it. So again, so I would say that that this is that there is again as long as there's understanding, has some understanding. I mean, there's some understanding, right? There's, there's a, a concept, right? A, a Mishnah says if a sukkah is taller than twenty amos, it's no good, right? So that's I guess you learned the concept, right? But you're saying the guy is just mislearning every single word that he picks up. Um, but I think you're saying that if, even if you're just jumbling the words, you're not. Um, that's that's by that's by Higayon. What are you talking about? By by reading, by he's talking about uh, he's talking oh, about skull understanding. So it's very rare to not understand anything. That's probably yeah. unless you wade into things that are way beyond your depth. That's that's kind of the warning that we're giving over here, right? That sometimes a person might be better served to learn Mishnayos. Then he used to go into like a deep learning of Gemara with Rishonim where he's not going to have any idea what's flying, right? Better to stick to Mishnayis and understand what you're learning, and you're going you're gonna to get more, um, more hashpa, right? Um, and then certainly then learning. Kabbalistic concepts that he has no idea what they mean. What did we say the difference was? Shefa and Hashba, is that the same thing? Same word, just uh, one is a noun and one is a verb. Hashba is the, is the verb? Yeah. Okay. Or, um, or maybe they're both nouns with different conjugations. He, he sends Hashba. Okay. Uh, Shpah is influence. Shafa is the two slides of different types of noun. Okay. Anyway, um, so okay, so we said that in the Haskalah, right? There are a variety of 
levels of understanding, and therefore, even if you don't get it all the way, that's okay, as long as you're getting something, and you're grappling with a certain concept, even if ultimately, let's say, you misunderstood the halach, you came out, that it's mutter to do, but it's asr. It's not that you didn't understand anything, because um, you understood that there's a scenario, that there's a certain case, and you understand that, that potentially there's a there's an issue with with uh, with with this thing and whatever, right? So, so, so you did have some haskala. Uh, in the end, you were machav in the halach. You 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 did not learn the sugya all the way to the end correctly. Okay, that's still called asik b'divrei Torah. You did have understanding. Right, of the, you were dealing with certain concepts, so that would still be uh, that. That's in fact the morale in the Hagdama to Tifer Israel. So that's why we the Ashkenazim make the bracha laasok b'divrei Torah and not lilmot b'divrei Torah, because not everyone zocha to lilmot. Lilmot means to you actually learn the right thing. You actually you got it. You understood the halacha correctly. But even if you didn't understand the halacha, you can still you you still get it. But the Ramchal here is telling you that, however, you know, there's, there's got to be some Haskal. It has to be understanding of something. Okay. Um, okay, so, so we, we discussed in Os Gimel that, uh, you know, he says that if, if you're, let's say, learning Psukim, right, so you're reading the Psukim out loud, and you're analyzing the Psukim, you're trying to understand the Psukim as well. So both of them are happening simultaneously, both the Higayon and the Haskala, right? But even if the Haskala doesn't happen, he doesn't understand what he's... What he's... Uh, what he's reading, but he still gets the Higayon. That's like what, kind of like Hashem Now, not directly related, but kind of related, is even when we learn Torah Shabbal Peh, there is a Mila to learn it out loud. Not because of the Higayon, because again, as far as Higayon, when you're reading the Tanakh, right, that you must read out loud, must. Right? If you're just scanning the text with your eyes, right, then you might be getting Haskalah points, right, if you're understanding what you're scanning, right, but you're not getting Higayon points. So this is what people are doing when they're reading along with the uh, Bakari and Chavis? Sure. Both? Why not get both, right? I mean, you, now, the truth is that with the when the Balkori is reading, there might even be a mila to to listen because it has a bechina of, of Maimed Harsinai that, that, that we're receiving the Torah, listening. I mean, you're supposed to maybe reading already. There's, but let's say just a regular situation. A person is himself sitting. He's got ten minutes. He wants to. Um, Look at the partial a little bit. So if you read the wor- same words out loud, and you're thinking about the words, so you're getting a, a mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Even if you don't end up understanding anything. Whereas if you're just looking at the psukim, right? So maybe you'll get a skala, maybe you won't. But even if you do get the skala, but you're not going to get the higai. So you should certainly be reading the psukim out loud. If you're just listening to the Valkari, what, what does that do for you? 
Well, if, you're not, if you're not understanding anything? I mean, like, from, like, if I open up a conversation talking to you and the Bakari is going, you know, like, very quickly. quickly. Uh, I don't have time to, you know. Ah, so happening. Okay, fine. So, as far as, as, far as the Higayon goes, uh, there, there could be, could be he's, like, reading on behalf of the entire Tzibur. It's the mitzvah of the entire Tzibur to read the Torah. And he's, like, doing it for everybody. So, you, so you're listening. It's like you're reading out loud also, maybe. Uh, it's it, it's complicated. It's not not a standard. The Kriyas Torah is not the standard Talmud Torah that uh, the the Gon held it, and Bruskarov also believe that it's a Bechina of Matan Torah. And we're receiving the Torah from Hashem. We're listening to Hashem talk to us. It's, uh, it's a little bit of a separate sugya, so, but uh, but be that as it may, the point is if a person is learning the Parsha, right? or whatever it is, read the words out loud. That's, that's a poshit. You're getting a mitzvah deraisa of Talmud Torah. Um, if one is doing it in another language, then it, like that's, that's a separate part of Shnai Then it would just only be Askala. What? Shnai Mikra. That would be Askala. But you don't have to say it out loud, I'm sorry. Oh, so the Targum, you, not, you, you do need to say it out loud because just that's what, that's what Chazal established. You should read it, the Targum. That's a mitzvah derabonim. But uh, but as far as the uh, so as far as the uh, Talmud Torah, yeah, so the, Haska, the, the Targum is Bechinas Haskala, understanding. It's not Mikra. However, now there is an interesting Machlekes even in uh, Haskala in Torah Shabbat. There's a, there's an interesting Machlekes between the Beis Yosef and the, and the Groh. What happens if you're not saying the words out loud? What if you're just thinking them in your head? Right? The Beis Yosef is... Uh, at least... He appears to be of the opinion that... Uh, you could be... It, it could be there's not uh, Talmud Torah. The Gon says it definitely is. You're just thinking the words... If you're just thinking, if you're just thinking in learning... Reviewing something in your head or analyzing a certain aspect for sure, Talmud Torah, right? But nonetheless, everybody agrees. Gemara says, should when you read even a Gemara or a Mishnah or whatever it is, try to do it out loud. It's 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 a better, more effective way to make the Torah come alive. And uh, we'll see, we'll see. There's a number of factors that will that we're going to talk about that enhance the level of hashpa one receives from the Talmud Torah. Yeah, and some of those are going to actually be impacted if you're learning out loud. Okay, so um, first, just uh, he, he's going to introduce a concept in Oz Dalad that not only are we learning for our own selves and getting this tremendous uh, benefit and and uh, elevation from it. But actually, the entire world receives it as well. Meaning that we elevate the world uh, around us. Uh, the whole world is elevated through our learning of Torah. That's a fairly famous concept, made famous a lot by the Nefesh Chaim, Rechaim Velozhner, and Shard Dalad. But uh, in other places as well, it's all over the place. 
but the so so the Ramchal says so. Therefore, every time we learn a piece of Torah, which, which in some way we may not even always understand exactly how, but corresponds to different parts of the world. So as I learn different parts of the Torah, I strengthen, enhance, augment, elevate, complete different parts of the world. So it's more than just you're learning Torah and therefore like, you, you're going out into the world and interacting with it. Now you're a better person so now you're affecting the world. Yeah, but without that. Even if, you, even if you are sitting in Kola learning, you're making, you're making, for so long as you say, somebody sitting in, uh, sitting in Eastern Europe and learning Torah is helping somebody in France because of a tshuva. Yeah? Um, um, that, but so therefore, says the Ramchal, since you're fixing up the world, and the world has different parts to it, if the Jewish people are only working on, on one aspect of learning, so then the world will be fixed up in a certain aspect, but not in other aspects. Therefore, the Gemara says, Gemara in Kedushin, that a person always split his learning into three parts. Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. Okay? So, Mikra is reading the Psukim. Right? And that would be Higayon. Um, Mishnah is learning the Dinim. That would be like straightforward Halacha. Just what to do, what not to do. What, what comes out, what's the result of the Gemara. Gemara is analysis. Now, this can be applied to more or less anything. It's not exclusive. These words of the Gemara clearly are not leaving out learning of all of Midrash, uh, learning uh, Parshanut, right, the, the commentaries on, on, the, on the Tanakh, uh, learning Kabbalah, learning Agatha, right, all these, it's not leaving all that out. Just focus on and doing Yishtai Mikra, Mishnais, and Gimor. No, that's not what it means. Uh, it's clear that Shokhan Archarab Paskins this as well, that Mishnah means simply working on remembering the conclusions of the analysis. Gimor is the analysis. Right? So Gimor is any analysis, any in-depth analysis of whatever it is that you're doing. And the Mishnah is the result of that analysis. Now you can't review that the analysis on a regular basis. It's, it's too involved. You, you you can only get into a sugi. You think about the sugi. You work on the sugi. That's gemara. But the conclusion is pretty short. You can do this or you can't do that. And that is true. For example, in the derech Hashem, right? What we're doing right now, we're discussing and we're asking questions and we're giving resolutions and this. That would, let's say theoretically, let's say we're bringing sources, right? That would be gemara. Afterwards. You sit down, you got five minutes over breakfast, you take it out, you do a quick review, that would be Mishnah. Right? Or more, more, maybe a better example is to say, Das Tvunus and Adar Hashem. Hadram Kha wrote it, right? Just like the Beis Yosef. Right? Rav Yosef Kha wrote the Beis Yosef, where, which is a Bechina of Gimora. It's He's bringing this, and he's asking a cash, and he's proposing a solution. And no, that doesn't work. That's that's Talmud, that's Gemara, right? And then he wrote this little book called the Shulchan Aruch, where he just wrote down the conclusions of the Beis Yosef, right? That's Mishnah. Uh-huh. So we're describing yeah. the, the components of learning? Yeah, these are the components of learning. 
So I'm showing you that this takes place everywhere, right? So the Ramchal wrote the Das Tulus, a big, safer way, very, very deep philosophical, Kabbalistic analysis of the existence of man. And then he wrote a little book with the brief conclusions of the Das Tulus, which is Der Hashem. Okay? You have, you have, a very, you have the extravolumous, deep analysis of the Zohar. You have the super concise safer called the Safedus Nyusa. The hidden book, which is like the Mishnah to the, uh, the Zohar is the Gemara to it. Right? So, uh, it, it, that that uh, concept is everywhere, right? So, um, so in other words, the Mikra is the source of all knowledge. That would be Chochmah. Right? Then, the Gemara is the analysis of it. That would be the Bina. And the final Psak, the conclusion of what really comes out, is Das. Like the Haskalah, or is the Bina the Gemara? I'm sorry. Bina is the Gemara, yeah. But is the understanding, is understanding of these things? You're saying that what does what Das translate to? No, I, no, I understand, but I think in terms of what we're talking about. Mishnah. Das is Mishnah? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what the final. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay. So anyway, so so but, so the point is, we want to divide up our language. We're going to try to cover a, a a variety of topics, right? As we want to stay diverse, and by doing that, we're going to cover the various aspects of the world. Okay. So now, and he says, but however, and again, this is Paskin, the Shulchan Harav, the reason why I'm referring to Shulchan Harav is because Shulchan Harav has a section on Hilchas Talmud Torah. The Shulchan Aruch does not. Right? So, so Shulchan Harav, Rambam as well, of course, um, has that portion. So there he says that, of course, every person, depending on who he is, and the reason why I'm bringing it in, because you shouldn't think it's just a, uh, oh, the Ramchal, it's the Hashkafa, it's Halach. The halacha is every person, even though everyone has to do um, three parts, a part of uh, w- one part uh, mikra, one part mishnah, one part gemara, but uh, the amount that you invest into the different parts will vary on the person, right? As a child, you're gonna much, you invest much more heavily into. Obviously into Mikra, right? Maybe almost exclusively a small child, right? Uh, as you, as the person's uh, uh, analytical part develops, then the, the shift is going to shift more and more to Gimor, to analysis, right? And uh, it also depends on the person. Different people have different abilities and different uh, uh, interests and things. Okay, so that's uh, so that is. So it'll, it'll depend, but but you do have to have some of, of all. Uh, the uh, many people in the Ashkenazi world, in the Lutfisher world, whatever you want to call, it, rely on is the statement of the Rabbeinu Tam brought in Tosos that 
the reason why the Babylonian Talmud is called Bavli is because it's, it has everything mixed into it. It has Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara, all in it. It quotes Psukim, it has Mishnahis, legal rulings, and has the analysis of them. So therefore, the person does fulfill all three parts. Now again, you fulfill all three parts. The question is, in what ratio? Right? So you fill all three parts. But the ratio is clearly no question about it. If you're spending your whole day in, in the Babylonian Talmud, no question about it, you're 90, you know, 5% in Gemora, four, you know, 4.5% in Mishnah, and half of a percent in, 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 in Mikra, right? So, for some people, that'll be a good balance. Right? For other people, um, you know, the balance maybe should be should have more micro in it, right? Going to Tanakh, you know, being knowing what Tanakh says, etc. Um, working on Mishnayas, very strongly about that. It's super important to work on Mishnayas, etc. Okay. Um, okay. Um, now we're about to start with the conditions. Oh, hey. Let's start with the conditions. Oh, Yosef. Okay, so the conditions for uh, this tremendous hashpo to come in through our learning of Torah are twofold. Number one, the attitude with which we learn the Torah itself. And number two, the person that we are in general. Okay, so the attitude with which we learn the Torah itself, the Ramkal generalizes it as being Gira, having awe of Hashem at the time of learning. The, and then as far as who we are the rest of the time is the Maisa. Do Am I a person who is a, who is, keeps mitzvahs, is careful about mitzvahs, uh, runs after mitzvahs, or is the person uh, have a virus on his hands, he Russian. Right? That's going to make a difference. For his learning. Okay, we'll discuss why in a minute. So first, he's going to talk about the Yira. Uh, so again, the Ramchal stresses, the entire greatness of the Torah is the fact that the Torah that we learn is like a vessel, it's a pipeline to bring down closeness, the revelation of Hashem into our lives. Right? I mean, it's a way that Hashem can be revealed to you. But it's a way that Hashem can be revealed to you. So, now, what happens if a person is not interested in that, not looking for that, not, not open to that? He's just working on the way. I mean, he's learning the Torah. The Torah is a pipeline. Right for the for the revelation of Hashem, but if but if you never open the pipeline, right? If you if you if, then then the thing itself is a worthless almost. Oh, we'll see. We'll see later on. It's a bit different. No, the learning of Torah. Where's the learning Torah? But he's not learning with Yira Shamayim. Oh, that's right. So then, so then, so then, there's no Hashpah coming down because Yira Shamayim is the awareness. Of the, of, of the fact that I'm learning the Word of God on a very basic level. And that opens me up to receiving a closeness. I'm hearing Hashem speak to me. So Hashem is speaking to me right now. 
I'm taking in the word of God into me. That changes a person. Right? But if a person is not at all thinking uh, that this is Hashem speaking to him. This is uh, Professor, what's his name, uh, talking, right? No different than uh, the textbook. Yeah? So then, says the Ramkal over here, he uses a very string, strong language. In the a- very end of the parak, he'll actually, he'll soften the drop. But he says, then there's no difference between this and, and, and learning a science book, a textbook, whatever it is. It has no advantage. Yeah, because the entire advantage of the Torah is the fact that it's a pipeline. And when a person opens himself up to that, the, the person is um, listening to the Word of God, talking to Him off the page, then he's receiving the Word of God. Which, that's the Kiddusha of the Torah. Right? But, but, the, but the concepts by themselves... The height of the sukkah is there's a... What, what's the difference? It's only if... It's only if... The sukkah's teishu shivas yamim. Hashem says to me, sit in the sukkah seven days. And... And... Now I'm trying to analyze that. Well, what's a sukkah? What's not a sukkah? So it's all... Really... An expanded... So a sukkah, 20, 20, 20 yamas, is not a, it's not a sukkah. Why? Because it's not a jiris aray. Why? Because it's teishu. Right? Teishu means temporary. Right? It's only for seven days. Not, not, so, so then, so this is all an uptight. It's all an, a deeper understanding of the pasuk of Yamim, right? It's Hashem talking to me the entire time, learning the Mishnah, the entire time of the Gemara. Then that uh, it carries that that tremendous segul, that, that tremendous hashpo. If a person. Gets, derives a great gishmak from learning. We're not talking about gishmak right now. Right now, we're talking about yira first. We're starting off with yira. Okay. In terms of the end result of what the purpose of yira is, the purpose of yira is to be able to have a stronger connection to Hashem. It seems like with the Torah line, right? Right. It's, it's to remove the blockage. If a person seemingly gets the same end result with a different thought process or different attitude, then is yira totally necessary? You're trying. To, you're asking, what if a person is learning and he feels very close to Hashem, but he doesn't have Yira? Is that, is that right. what you're asking? Like they, they're like, wow, this is really such great, such, such great learning. I really feel like uh, this is really expanding my appreciation of Judaism and Hashem and all the mitzvahs in general. Like, how isn't that? Wouldn't that be accomplishing the same thing? Then? Um, we spoke about this in the beginning. Uh, of the Sefer of Der Hashem, very beginning actually. Um, the most basic relationship that man has to God is that he is great and I'm small. He is the one that gives life and I'm the one that receives life. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of Yira. Right, the Ramkal is going to say that the Yira that we're discussing here is not a Yira of being afraid of punishment. 
the Yira is, is, is awe. If there's no awe, then you're not learning Dvar Hashem. What I described. That's what the Ramchal says. We can read it inside. But step number one is he just wants to establish, so maybe we'll do that next. We'll start, next week we'll start from the actual speaking this part out, but first he just wanted to establish that the entire segula, the entire um, unique spiritual characteristic of the hashpo, this tremendous closeness to Hashem that is accomplished, the spiritual elevation that a person gets from the learning of Torah, yeah, is only because of the because of what's flowing down the pipeline, not the pipeline itself. So if then we don't meet the criteria, if the pipeline is never opened for whatever reason, we'll discuss that soon. He said there are two conditions, right? One is Yira and one is Mycin. Told him, but so if the pipeline is not open, so then you're not getting it. But what do you mean by Lord Obavakama? Okay, that. As far as he's saying right now, although he will say a bit differently later, you might as well be learning uh, algebra book. Yeah. So um, I want to leave off. Being that we've been discussing this, I want to leave off with an unbelievable tzitka satzadik. It's something that the person should carry with him every day of his life. He says any learning that you do, anything that you're learning, you should first clarify for yourself what pasuk am I am I am I being mefarish? Which word of God is this coming from? Right? You're learning the whole first paragraph of Masechah Sukkah, right? What's it coming? Oh, it's, it's coming from from a Basukah Yom Basukah right? Or it's coming, you know, from uh, it could come from Losasur. Don't deviate from the words of, of Chazal, right? Uh, but you have to identify what that is, and everything else that you're doing, you should always keep this pasuk in front of your eyes, so to speak, of your mind's eye, and say, "This is all I'm. I'm working to hear better." That word of God. Literally in the presence, Hashem is talking to me this entire time. It's a longer version of that one pasuk. It's all elaboration on that pasuk. Okay, fine. Adkan, see you again next week.